Hey, I'm Johnny King, and I'm a life enthusiast, growth mentor, and lifestyle fulfillment coach, which means I've dedicated my entire life to helping anyone who feels like they're not making the most of their potential to level up and live the extraordinary life of their dreams. You deserve to be the king or queen of your own kingdom, and I'll be alongside to help you be the best version that you can be. I'm psyched that you're here, so let's get to it. Yo, what's going on? It's Johnny King, and welcome to the 50th episode of the Johnny King Show podcast. 50, 5 zero. that's 50 episodes that I have recorded and put out there to not have a single person listen to a single episode. Oh man, thank God that's not true, and I want to thank you so much for being a listener, um, and for joining me. I actually had a milestone the other last week, which was my first uh, 100 plus download. That means 100 unique listeners, more than 100 unique listeners, downloaded one of my episodes last week, and uh, and I appreciate you. Thank you so much. Today, I want to talk about uh, the whole idea of like two sides of, of the same coin, which is like uh, our greatest addiction, okay? As human beings, our greatest addiction has two kind of sides to the same coin. One of them, one side is our problems, okay? We often think about addictions as like vices, like <clears throat> drugs, alcohol, uh, sex, gambling, right? Things like that, right? Uh, but those are actually just the, sim- the, the symptom or the solution, actually more the solution of how we choose to get out of pain and into pleasure. We're, we're often kind of always looking for ways that we can change our emotional state from like sadness or depression to happy and, you know, excited. And so our biggest uh, addiction is not, you know, those type of vices when in reality, actually, it's our problems. Um, because so many people <laughs> believe that they're not supposed to have problems. And that is the biggest problem. That they believe that life should be uh, easy, carefree, that it should flow. Um, and don't get me wrong, us being in the flow is certainly attainable. And I'm constantly looking for ways in my own life to streamline various processes so there's as little resistance as possible in certain areas of my life, but then I willingly choose other areas of resistance. But then there's obviously stuff that comes out of nowhere that blindsides all of us, such as a coronavirus um, or, you know, killings and then protesting and things that are... uh, you know, obviously needing our attention. You can't just bury your head in the sand. And, uh, but I think that is natural resistance, um, conflict, uh, stress, whatever you want to call it, that life throws at us that we all have to deal with on an individual basis. And that kind of is why I'm doing the podcast here. That's why I love doing what I do in terms of supporting people. It's why, because I have gone from myself from, excuse me, 10 years ago to where I was allowing life to happen to me in so many different ways to where I then became kind of uh, a lot more of a victor to life where I was the designer, author, illustrator, creator of my own 
lifestyle. And that's what I think is it's all about. So, you know, in that same vein of being addicted to our problems, I think the, the general idea is that if, if your problem becomes big enough, um, grandiose enough that it becomes so overwhelming, such as a coronavirus, um, and you lose your job or, you know, you're overweight and it's, uh, it's genetics or it's, you know, you're big boned, whatever the story is that you create about how <clears throat> the problem is so big that you can't change it. That's, that's unfortunately the, the biggest fallacy. Cause yes, there are certain things that are just facts. And yet when we take on stories that allow us to, I guess, uh, cut ourselves off from any responsibility of, of ultimately creating change in our lives, then we settle for mediocrity and our, our lives are a waste in my humble opinion. So the, the flip side of that coin of our biggest addictions being our problems, we then also have a massive addiction to control. And every single person that I have coached over the last decade, one, I would say, if not the biggest uh, addiction that they've had is control. It's why people eat, let's say, overeat to where they're attempting to lose weight and they keep sabotaging themselves because food has become their drug of choice that they use to change their state from either, let's say, I'm massively stressed out, right, feeling a lot of pain because I'm, I, I can't control life the way that it's showing up or someone's angry at me or I'm angry at somebody for something they did and I'm going to choose to eat this cake um, or have this, you know, <laughs> chocolate shake or whatever it is because that will at least allow me to put all of my focus on like, oh my God, this tastes so good, like, oh good. But it only lasts for how long you eat the cake, right? But it's no different than uh, tuning out and watching ESPN or Netflix or video games, right? Of course, then it gets out of control when you're talking about drugs and gambling and pornography and things like that. However, they are at the same root driven by the, the, the core idea that we're wanting to get out of pain and into pleasure as quickly as we can, okay? That is uh, our biggest addiction, which is like b- looking for ways to control our um, emotional state from pain into pleasure, right? And even boredom. Boredom is a state of a very kind of low energy level of pain. Boredom is like, oh God, I hate being bored. Thus, I'm going to go eat some cake because that'll be more exciting, right? Um, or I you know, have given to everyone else. I poured into everyone else, let's say you know, your kids or your job or whatever, and yet no one's really looked out for you. And then cake becomes your way to actually throw yourself a little bit of a, a pity party or you just connect with yourself. You, you say, you know what? I've earned this, right? So – the whole idea of that two, two sides of the coin is one, we're addicted to our problems and B, we're also addicted to control and they work kind of uh, in tandem. And, and one analogy um, or metaphor that I've used with clients to kind of ex- help explain how we need to really get clear about what it is that we have control over and what it is that we don't is I use this kind of idea of, of – how you go about raising, if you will, 
a house plant. How do you make sure that a house plant does not die once you buy it, right? I'm literally looking right now in front of me at a house plant. I've got another one over there, another one on my kitchen table. I've got house plants all over the place, right? How do I make sure that they don't die? Is it uh, typically like you would you would think, okay? You want to make sure it gets ample sunlight, right? Uh, you want to make sure that it gets watered, otherwise it'll die. You want to make sure that it gets maybe some some fertilizer, some fertilizer. I don't know why I said it like that. Um, what else? Maybe turn on a little Mozart. I think plants. Where's that babies? I don't know. I I don't have babies. So either way, you could turn on some Mozart, some Beethoven. I think that definitely helps um, baby Einstein for for plants. No, but uh, seriously, those things are things that you have control over. You know, you could put the plant in the dark. You could stop feeding it water, stop fertilizing, and it would surely die. Correct? However, what do you have control over that plant actually growing? Like literally taking the water, the plant food, and the light through a process called photosynthesis to create the building blocks for growth. You have no control over that, right? The plant naturally does that. Now, you can support it by creating the proper environment for the plant to either thrive or to die. Let's just say weight loss uh, a relation. Let's just stay. Let's just stick with weight loss because I think that's an easier one for a lot of people to think through. Um, or just our health, right? You do not have control over how your body burns fat. You also don't have a whole lot of control over where your body burns fat. So maybe if I do these crunches, if I do these things, you know, can I burn fat in my love handles? Like, no, your body's just going to burn fat wherever it's going to burn fat. You can build muscle, of course, in certain areas, but you can't break down fat in certain areas. And so it's the same type of thing. You know, ultimately, what you do have control over is creating an environment within your body for your body to thrive. So you give the body the right type of food, nutrients, supplements, movement, water, (laughs) Beethoven, (laughs) whatever it might be. But that is what you have control over is your thought. And those, uh, those thoughts then create, of course, certain behaviors, right? And if you let that go out of control, then of course you're overeating, you're sedentary, you're not moving a lot, uh, you're not drinking enough water, you get sick, you know, things like that. So that is where we have to get very, very clear about the, the differentiation, 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 dif- <laughs> oh man. See, I'm so glad this is why people don't listen because they would hear all these horrible mistakes. No, but uh, this, is, this is just me kicking it. Um, not, not always the brightest or uh, sharpest tool in the shed, but it is what it is. And so going back to my point, this is where you really have to take responsibility for controlling the only thing that you really have control over, which is your thought, your consciousness, like how you show up and (laughs) how you think things through and how do you respond to life? Otherwise, just letting life, of course, throw shit grenades at you and uh, try to avoid those throughout the day. Um, I don't know what those are. That's the first time that has actually come out of my mouth. So I make up stuff while I go. I think it's just my way of creating um, a little bit of adventure. So I hope this has been helpful. 
Whether it has or it hasn't, it's my 50th anniversary. No, my 50th episode. Not my 50th anniversary. I'm not that old yet. My 50th episode. And I'm so grateful that you've been tuning in. And as always, for all you guys that uh, send me feedback and let me know, you know what you like or what you don't like uh, and how big of a dork I am, I really appreciate it, especially the latter. And uh, till, till we hit the 100th episode in another couple of months from now, uh, I really do appreciate you listening and uh, giving me your feedback and just being here along for the journey as we walk our way through, sometimes stumbling through this walk of life, as they call it. So until next time, peace and love. Later. And I want to thank you so much for listening to The Johnny King Show. And hey, if you got something positive from this episode, please subscribe to the show, share it on your favorite social platform, and then tag me in it so I can say hi. It would also mean the world to me if you wrote a review of the show on Apple Podcasts because I read every single one. Do you feel like there's something I could be doing better? Awesome. I totally thrive on constructive feedback, and it's always welcome. So if you've got questions or concerns, you can always reach me via email at podcast at johnnyking.com. And then please follow me on Instagram at Johnny King, Facebook.com backslash Johnny King Men's Coach on my YouTube channel and LinkedIn. Thanks again for joining me. I've been Johnny King. You've been amazing. And we'll catch up with you next time. Take care.